the resurrected power of Christ in me is literally alive inside of me. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Uh, episode 29, Life After Addiction. What a weekend. Oh, what a weekend. Resurrection indeed. weekend. Let me tell you mm. something. Very serious. He's alive. He is alive. He is risen. Indeed. Mm. He's alive. I don't think you're hearing me. <laughs> yeah we love that song he's alive that's oh gonna be the name <laughs> oh my goodness i blew out the uh we're probably gonna kill my volume and just put the volume of the song in yes, there agreed. but <laughs> agreed well you know you kind of jab like, a little bit like thank you thank you uh carl likes my voice he always says he's trying to get a raise but when yeah. you're gonna okay <laughs> <laughs> Another jab, and that's fine. Um, now, man, today we are talking about Resurrection Sunday, the power of the resurrection. He's alive. And I know we just all, hopefully, you did join. If you didn't, man, next year you need to get plugged in. But we all just went through a weekend of potentially Good Friday services, maybe a couple different Easter Sunday services. Uh, and man, what a powerful reminder. And I talked about in my own testimony, how powerful this moment was when I came into S2L and I, man, God really wrecked me there. But I think our message today about he's alive is not to remind you of all the messages that you just heard, but to remind you that this is more than a weekend, Mm -hmm. right? That this is 365 days a year that we have got to be reminded. We have to know of the power of that resurrection and what that means for us. Uh, I will just start and just say the very reason that we proclaim that there's freedom in Christ, the reason that we say you don't have to be an addict forever or an alcoholic forever, the reason that we say and proclaim, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation, the reason that we proclaim who the sun sets free is free indeed, and then with the lost and found, the reason that we proclaim that you can escape the corruption that's in the world that comes through sinful desires is because of what took place that we celebrated this last weekend, that he rose from the grave, that he's alive. Mm. Like if he didn't do those things, we would be foolish to proclaim these truths that are found in God's word. But because he did, Mm. because the grave is empty, because he conquered sin and death, man, he puts a stamp on it. I heard a a thing, uh, like a spoken word uh, poem uh, that went like this. Um, he wrote a check with his life, and at the resurrection, we all cheered because that means the check cleared, mm. right? Boom, done deal. If he didn't, then Christmas would just be a miracle birth, right? It wouldn't really mean that much. But because he died for us, rose from the grave, man, everything changes. Everything changes, which means this is why we so boldly proclaim these truths. So not only our own experience and our testimony, it's this. It's God's word. And we would be fools to say this and proclaim this and tell you this if he didn't rise from the dead. But he did. So what does that mean? What does it mean? The power of his resurrection. What does that mean? 
Yeah, I mean, just for starters, I mean, this this podcast, me and you sitting here, is a product of resurrection power. Yes. I once was dead in my transgressions and my trespasses, but God, yes. right? I'm only sitting here because of that resurrection power. Carl's only sitting in this studio with us because of that resurrection power. And I'm going to get straight into scripture Let's with go. it, man, because no, no word describes it better than God's word. Uh. Um, and this is Romans uh, 6, 4 through 7. I'm going to stop at 4, but then I'm going to read uh, 5 through 7 as well. Okay. It says, We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Mm. And you hear when I think of that uh, verse, you know, Brother Jeff, whenever he we do baptisms and he's done, I could say hundreds, literally sure. hundreds of baptisms there. You know, he always buries uh, them to death by baptism and raised to walk in the newness of life. And yeah. we know that that's just symbolic, right, of our new life in Christ, the baptism itself. But, man, when I think of the newness of life, it's not just in one aspect, man. It's the way I talk. It's the way I think. It's the new desires that God has literally implanted into yeah. my heart. It's my ability to see life through the lens of Christ. I mean, he, he overcame addiction for me specifically when he rose from the grave mm. and defeated death and darkness. Like that is how Ryan was able to overcome what had completely taken his life and, and what literally in a physical sense even had taken my life at one point, man, I have been raised to walk in the newness of life spiritually, man, because of his spirit, because of the power of the resurrection, man, I stand here today or I sit here today and I'm able to talk about what God has yes. done in my life. And I mean, I'm blessed to serve in a ministry and man, it gets tough. It gets tough in addiction recovery ministry, but like I can almost, and I find myself doing this. I take it for granted seeing just miracle after miracle yeah. after miracle, like watching dead men resurrected in front Woo! of my very eyes. And it, I was reminded at church, man, Fired up, baby. I was at church. So I went to the nine o'clock experience and then I went to the 1045, um, at life point Riverdale yeah. with the guys. And man, it just breaks me down seeing men holding their children, man, mm. who were once so far gone, seeing men hug their wives whose marriage was in shambles just mm. weeks, maybe even days prior. And just seeing that love, seeing that unity, seeing Jesus just transform these men with the resurrection power. Oh of what he conquered for all of us. And man, I was, I was taken back. Um, obviously can't give names, but just, there were certain families there at the service and man, it, it never ceases to amaze me or, or brings me to tears. Just seeing a woman and, and, and one of the men in our program, their husband, just watching that, that flame be lit again, yeah. seeing the hope in the woman's eyes, seeing the hope in the kid's eyes, just seeing their dad, back like yeah. man this is my dad again mm. this is my dad and it's only because of that resurrection power yeah and i mean the, the and i don't know the rest of your scripture but the whole point of this the whole point of having this conversation is because the word of god mm. which we've established is the absolute standard of truth Amen. it is true because of the resur resurrection but it says that that same power mm that rose Christ from the dead is now at work in those who believe. I'm mm. guessing, was that a scripture you were going to use? Um, it's, it's similar, yes. And but, so but nonetheless, it's still going to If go that's out. true, the mm. same power, resurrection power, and man, I get, I get, I don't get in trouble. Like, I don't want to say that anymore. But I do get, <laughs> I do get, um, 
Backlash. A, a little backlash on yeah. occasion when I say this, but it's the truth. And, and I'll tell you this. That power is unlike any power. And I do believe that the system of addiction recovery is flawed in as much that the power is the addiction, right? You've submitted it to, you surrendered to an addiction. You admitted that you couldn't handle the addiction, the addiction. You're always going to be the addict or the alcoholic, the addiction. And you just have to admit that. And you have to call your sponsor and you have to work these steps and you can hope to be in remission. But let me tell you about resurrection power, Mm. that power, the power that is alive and at work in me makes addiction look like a puppet on a string. Oopsie truth. God used addiction like a puppet on a string in my life to draw me closer to him, right? To draw me to him, to draw me to freedom, to draw me to being wrecked and lowering my own idols that I had in place. And I don't mean that addiction's not dangerous. I don't mean that addiction's not serious. I've done too many funerals to say that, right? I've wrecked havoc in my own personal life and relationships to say that. All of that devastation combined is yet a puppet on a string compared to the resurrection power of Christ. Now, we want to encourage guys to celebrate that power more than one week in a year. Yeah. Understand who you are in Christ. Understand that the power of God that is at work and alive and at work in you, it's the same power that was at work in the heroes of our faith, right? There's no difference. There's no, there's no difference in the Spirit of God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, when we see this, when we see the boldness of these men that we read about, the disciples, I love that the Bible shows very clearly that they were just busters before the Spirit of God was alive and at work, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you see, like, uh, Peter. I love Peter. I I feel like I closely relate to Peter because he spouts off at the mouth sometimes and kind of doesn't he speaks before he thinks sometimes even even Jesus said once that he was the devil or something like that he cuts a guy's ear off he's not thinking um we also see that they were cowards mm. how many times did they deny Jesus right before the rooster crowed they denied like he was in this trial and and on Friday and about to be crucified and people noticed some of his closest friends yep. that walked with him for years like to different cities yeah denied Christ yeah and then all of a sudden, the Spirit of God comes. They wait on um, after the resurrection. Uh, Jesus tells them, go and wait. And when the Spirit comes, go. And all of a sudden, when that Spirit drops, when the Spirit of God is alive and at work in them, we see just amazing things happen. We see the church as we know it today, the Christian church, explode in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. Explode. And it wasn't because of like people loving the message it was they were getting chased out they were getting beaten they were getting they they would be beaten to the point and we talked about this on a recent episode and I don't remember which one but it's like how do you leave celebrating after a whooping yeah how are you how are you happy how can you how can paul say that to live is christ and to die is gain what do you do with a guy like that right oh i'll beat the mess out of you i, I, I okay you know I don't consider the sufferings of this yeah. world to be compared Praise to the future God. of the Lord. It's like, okay. All right, well, I'm going to kill you to die is gain, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll let you live to live as Christ. What do you do with that guy? Mm. But that guy, that Paul, is no more special or human than Ryan Chittister, Adam Comer, or you. So what's the difference? Why is it? It's like this trust. It's almost like, hey, if I am a Christian, if I am a Christ follower, why can't I tap into that? And I'm saying you can, Mm -hmm. right? 
what are some of the reasons we did live in a different world than the first century? What are some of the reasons that you've seen in your own life? I'm not saying uh, me proclaiming this and getting fired up by no means am I saying that I do this perfectly. By no means am I saying, am I Paul going to different cities and getting the mess beat out of me and in prison for the gospel's sake. But what are some of the reasons that you think people just don't really believe that? If, if we're honest, that's what it boils down to. It's faith. And it's, I don't really believe that I could be used in that way or that the resurrection power has the kind of power that you describe. What do you think that Christians or guys or gals watching this, why do you think that they don't believe that and therefore live that? I, I think it's almost that same sort of posture behind, like, I would say whenever I'm praying maybe for somebody else about something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this exactly makes sense, but, like, say I'm praying something for one of the guys I'm coaching, one of the guys in the program, and I'm with full certainty believing that God is going to move and he's going to shift things around and he's going to answer these prayers. But yet when you look at yourself internally and you find yourself praying for things, you're maybe doubting a lot more. Yeah, you know, and it's easier to see God move in another man's life than it is necessarily to see him moving in your own life. And I think that's maybe a a projection of whether it be insecurities, maybe a lack of faith, uh, maybe a lack of confidence in in, in their own faith. Um, I think it's easier to believe for someone else that God can move in your life than he could do that very same thing in my life. A lot of it could be fear as well. Yeah, a, and I, a fear of everything has to change inside of me if I do commit myself to these ways, and maybe I'm not ready for that sort of commitment. Yeah, and I think it's also I think it's also maybe young Christians insecurities, all that you just said, but also that are viewing me or you as you use. It's easier to see it in mm-hmm. your life, and there's a mask that's worn, right? Everyone, not everyone, a lot of people in the church today, capital C church. There's a mask, right? It's everybody look, hey, I'm cheery, everybody's good, da 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 da. But man, I struggle. Right? Likewise. If if we get it, we Mm -hmm. get it because we are you. The same thoughts and the same struggles that you're having listening to this, no, and please know my mask off, I'm there too. I'm there too. It's just that I am I'm quicker nowadays to go back to what I know to be true. God's word, his promises, preaching to myself than I used to be. And when I do that, those struggles, those thoughts, like I've got to take thoughts captive when I look at a guy in this scenario and I'm just like, man, God is just moving in that dude's life so much. Um, he's got it all together, man. Look at him. He's got his family. His kids are perfectly obeying. Even on Instagram, his pets are like perfectly obedient. They're sitting there. The family is perfect. And it's like, man, that's not reality. Yeah. Right. And so if the mask can come off, you can hear me say, we struggle, but we believe. And I want to say to the point of death, I believe that there is resurrection power. I can say to the point of death because I know that when I die, it is gain. Mm. I, I, am a, I am a visitor here. This body, this shell, I know it's a very nice specimen that you look at when you, when you see me every week. I know it's incredibly nice to look at, but this is nothing compared to my body and glory and with God forever. And so, yeah, I want to say that I would, I would die for the sake of the gospel. I've never been put to that. Praise God. I live in a time and, and a place because there's plenty of Christian brothers and sisters dying for their faith. I live in a place that now my, my life and safety is not really threatened for the case of the gospel here in the United States. 
maybe someday. And I think we're starting to see some persecution. But man, the resurrection power that's alive and at work in you as a believer. And if you're not a believer, I'm going to do It's hard for me to believe that you're actually talking to me right now. Pray that prayer. Ask God, God, make this real for me. Make this true for me. I want to believe that. I do believe you. I do believe in who you are and what you say, but it's just about me. And let me maybe attempt to break that down some for me personally. When I'm in that place, whenever I'm elevating myself, now it's weird to think because you're actually kind of shaming yourself and it feels like you're lowering yourself. I'm not worthy of others. But what you're really saying is that God's promises aren't powerful enough for me. Or, you ready for this? The cross of Christ and the resurrection wasn't powerful enough for me. Mm. It's a lack of faith. Now, when you spin it on that and you stop feeling sorry for yourself and you actually say that, which makes you elevating yourself above the cross and the resurrection, which is really what's happening because God's word says it. It says that this is for you. He's drawn you in. And if you believe, man, all of these promises are for you as well. And so change that mindset, be in prayer, pray that prayer that Ryan is saying. And then let me read this scripture because this is uh, in Hebrews and it just describes who we're talking about here, right? Who we're talking about here. Hebrew chapter 1, verse 1. I'll start. I was going to start at 3. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things. <laughs> the heir of all things. Through whom also He created the world. Through the Son, the world was created. He is the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. And making purification for sins, he's set down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, it is this Jesus that rose from the dead. It is this Jesus that has the resurrection power. And what God's word just said is that he has all authority All power spoke all things into existence. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? And if you do, does it apply to yourself? I really honestly believe, and here's what I think would be a good idea, right? I think that we've shared our testimonies. Guys hear us talk about this resurrection power, and I think for the most part, and this isn't boastful, but I think it's, Guys that are gals will look at this and be like, yeah, that's true for Ryan and Adam. Mm-hmm. I think we should bring in some alumni the next couple of weeks, maybe, maybe two alumni that have been out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a time frame in mind. And bring them in and let them hear their story. Mm. So the next two weeks, we're going to have uh, a couple alumni on, and they're going to tell them your story. You could see the, uh, from a face that you don't know that's not working for the ministry, that's not a part of the ministry, that have come through the program and have gone home to families, and let's let them talk about the resurrection power. What did that that resurrection power do in your life, you know? Mm. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. You've been sitting here with Carl, I know y'all can't see him, but I, I think back to even doing his intake. Like, it's weird. I, I, me- I remember every, like, intake that I do. Yeah. Um, and I just remember doing his, checking all the candy that he had, man, in his bags. He's known as the candy man. He, he loved candy. Yeah. But just to see or hear him speak now, mm. to hear him pray now, yeah. the confidence 
that is instilled in him now, that's not who he was prior to that resurrecting power. Yeah, that's not. But he speaks with such confidence, such boldness, such authority that he probably doesn't even realize how drastic the transformation has been in his own life. I know he does to an extent, but it's different, man, when you get to see it from a different point of view, when you get to see it from a vantage point, just all of it unfold right before your very eyes. Man, it's powerful. And and I keep saying it because it's so true. But watching this, having front row seats to seeing this in the lives of brothers around you. Yeah. It like lights a fire in you that can just not be put out. And when I'm struggling, when I'm having days of doubt and just frustrated and overwhelmed and I go to work with these brothers in Christ who have been delivered from death, from darkness, from the most devastating situations and circumstances you could ever imagine. You would never be able to tell this guy's ever struggled with addiction yeah. in his life because of the resurrecting power of Christ. That's I say it all the time to guys. A, a year of sobriety is drastically different than a year of freedom in Christ. Yeah. I mean, and it's drastically, it's, it's drastically different, man. It really is. It, 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 it absolutely is. And I don't even know how else to explain it other than that. So we'll leave it there. Let me finish this last scripture. And then I want to, I want to talk. Well, as we're on Carl, you talk about Carl. If, and you're probably going to start seeing Carl. We're working on something, kind of a prayer thing. It's been in the works for a minute. Uh, but when you see Carl, if you know Carl, you know exactly what Ryan's talking about. I mean, it's almost like he's, you know, just with authority and power, he's just praying and he believes every word. And that is absolute true. He has confidence. But when you see that, don't let that discourage you. Because if you talk to Carl, he has moments of weakness. Mm-hmm. He has, and myself and Ryan, and, and, mm-hmm. and so he has insecurities but yet he comes back to what he knows and he preaches the gospel to himself that gets him reconfirmed mm. just like a basketball team and we're sports guys right if my team's getting thumped at, by halftime and i know they're a better team they just need to be reminded hey here's who you are guys you are 26 and 0 like look hey bro you're the whatever hey pass the ball better and give them and then they go out and just thump the team back it's like hey you just need to be reminded of whose team you're on mm. right and so you you do this to yourself. The most gospel sermons that I've ever preached, I've preached a lot on stage, but the most I've ever preached are to myself. That's right. Like every day, just to mm. myself, reminding me the promises of God, right? And I just want to be clear with that because when you see guys like like Carl and Ryan and myself, man, the same thoughts, like I'm telling you, when I ask God to search my heart, oh God, and know my thoughts, that's terrifying because I know my thoughts, Right. And they're similar to yours. And I want those to be purified. I want him to show me the way everlasting. This is Second Timothy chapter 8. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David as offspring. This is the gospel that I preach, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Mm. Obviously, this is Timothy. He's talking about the gospel that I preached is the resurrection from the dead. It's Christ Jesus crucified and resurrected. That's my gospel to the point of my gospel that I'll proclaim even to the point of chains. If he can do it, so can you. And then he says this, but God's word is not chained. Nothing's going to hold back the word of God. Nothing will ever fluff out the word of God. Preach to yourself. Remind yourself of this gospel. Mm. Proclaim this gospel to yourself every day. 
And, man, I want you guys to tune in next week because we're going to have an alumni on. Um, we have a few names in mind probably. We're yeah. going to have an alumni on, and it's just going to let him talk. Uh, but, guys, reach out to that email address if you need some encouragement. If you need to learn how to pray, you know, we'll let Carl talk to you. If you need to learn how to preach to yourself, if, and if you don't know God in this way, please do because this weekend I just wish – it gets me so fired up, man, and I just wish that we as believers would be, be fired up every day because this weekend's message is the same every day, mm. right? Closing thoughts. I'm going to leave with one more scripture and then a little song quote. It, uh, this is it. Romans eight eleven, and it says, If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Mm. And I was reminded of a song that, that directly correlates with that scripture. Um, I was at experience Sunday morning. This was for resurrection Sunday and it's charity Gale. Go check it out. Um, thank you, Jesus for the blood. And one of the song lyrics says, you made a way across the great divide left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside. Mm. Christ in you. Think about that. You hear about Christ in me. And it almost just becomes like a phrase, but Christ in me, literally, right? Yeah. The resurrected power of Christ in me is yeah. literally alive inside of me. Mm. So when I think about my addiction, right? I watched a sermon the other day and it talked about instead of um, talking about how great our sin is, we need to talk about how great our God is because it completely transforms your perspective on yeah. sin itself. It's like, okay, you can talk about your sin, your struggles. And yeah, we all have those things. Those are all legitimate. Now, let me tell you about how great my God is. Yeah. Let me tell you about how powerful my God is. Yeah. And when you look at things and adversity through the lens of how great my God is, instead of look at how great my sin is. It's no match. Yeah. It's no match. Darkness must flee in Jesus name. In Jesus name, darkness must flee. Yeah. And it changes everything. And I, I like you said, I love how you went into that. I've got to remind myself of these things. It's not like I just wake up every day. God is good. He's going to overcome this. He's gonna... No, I, I've got to wrestle with those things sometimes. Yeah. I've got to iron things out in my own faith. I, I've got to continue to stay plugged into scripture. I got to continue to pray certain things. Like it's not just I did it one time. And so it, it happens for me naturally and organically the rest of my life. No, I continue to press in. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I just a only thing I'll add to that is a personal story. Uh, this weekend, two days ago, as you're watching this uh, Easter weekend, uh, my daughter, who's five uh, and my son's six, uh, fell off some monkey bars and really messed up her arm. Like, mm. and I mean, it was sideways and seeing that and hearing the doctors tell you that it's a common break, but this is the most severe that we, you know, this, this is classified as the most severe of that break. And she's going to have to have surgery and just the helplessness that I felt daddy's little girl crying for daddy. And I mean, she's so brave. She did so amazing. But the fact that she's going under, right, it's just an arm. It's not a life-threatening situation. But anesthesia, going under and her having to have surgery, it's the first time my wife, our kids haven't ever broken a bone. So we've never dealt with this. And so just feeling helpless and feeling like I need to be able, I need to do something here as her father. And unable to do that, I had to preach the gospel to myself. God, I know you're sovereign. God, I know that you love Ellison K more than I ever could. 
But God, you gave her to me. You've, you've entrusted me to protect and raise her and grow her in the ways of your word. I feel helpless here, Lord. I need your peace. I trust you. And I mean, I'm having to preach that to myself just to get through this situation, right? And so it's, I mean, I bring that up as a real-time situation of preaching to yourself, knowing these things, knowing that that resurrection power is alive at work in you. And man, let's carry this on, man. I, and I don't know if we could come up with a hashtag. How about hashtag he's alive? Come on. Whatever you're doing. I just, that's probably the name of this episode. Our buddy Travis Ryan just wrote a song called He's Alive. We'll play that at the beginning. But I mean, in the song you mentioned, thank you, yeah. Jesus. You my, my. I love that song. Go listen to that. What was it again? Charity Gale. Thank you, Jesus, for the, for blood. the blood. Please go and check that song out. I've loved that. I bought that. I've been on repeat listening to that. Um, he is alive. He's alive by Travis Ryan. Check that out. But man, Let's carry this on, man. I'm looking forward to next week mm. talking to some Come on. Online. And that's life after addiction. Come on. Life after addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.